Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I love Saturdays because we answer your questions which is so much fun. I wish I had started doing these Saturday Q&A shows like, I don't know, three or four years ago because it's just great to know like what you guys have on your mind and what you want to hear about and what topics would really benefit you. So if you have questions, just go to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox, primalpotential.com forward slash inbox because every single Saturday, we answer your questions. And by we, I mean me and Sarah. Sarah's here. I thought you were going to say that you're really excited about Saturdays because I'm here. Well, that too. Oh, thank you. Yes. Even though today's Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Yes. We're recording on a Wednesday for a Saturday show because I realized today I was like, we got to do a twofer because I'm, I'm traveling a lot. Yeah. You're out of here. Yeah. I leave, I leave for California and then I get back for a couple days and I go to Oregon for a send, which I'm like, so excited about. I know. I, it's just, it's one of those things, I think, as with a lot of things, like it's so much work, but it's such a unique opportunity. I only do it once a year. Yeah. It's and a small group cool. too. I know. I know. I'm really, really pumped about it. And then I get back from there and I go to Costa Rica. Yeah. You're all over the place. I know. This baby is back. traveling. I know. And then baby's not traveling after Costa Rica, <laughs> like squarely not traveling. The conversation came up again yesterday about going to Germany for Christmas. And I was like, hard no. Yeah. Like, (laughs) not on the table at all. Even though they say, like, you can fly up to four weeks before your due date. I'm not going to Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Not happening. Anyway, you know what you don't know that I haven't told you? No. That I was going to tell folks today, but I just realized you don't even know about it. We are going to do a free seven-day challenge in November, starting the week of Thanksgiving, to help people really feel amazing during the holidays. It's not going to be food-related. It's going to be totally free, and it's going to be mostly mindset and personal development-related because, like, I know a lot of people love the holidays, and I am one of those people, but they're also high-pressure for a lot of people and they can be stressful and they can be emotional and all of those kinds of things. So I thought it would be fun to do a totally free seven day challenge, um, into the holiday season. I want to sign up for that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about this and I was like, you know who I really want to do it with the most, which is kind of selfish. I want to do it with everybody who's on the wait list for winter 2020, 12 weeks of transformation. Oh, because I want them to have a feel of what it's like to to work with me. And it gives me kind of a bonus opportunity to get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. Which is super, super fun. So I, I haven't figured out all the logistics yet. We've still got a little bit of time, um, as in like a week or two. But um, yeah, if you want to know more about that, but also my coaching style, get on the wait list for the winter 2020 12 Weeks to Transformation. I've been 
interacting with those guys every single week over email um, just to help and support and get to know, but also to really give a sense of my my coaching and my teaching style. So that is how that works. You can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform, primalpotential.com forward slash transform. I'll also link it up in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 679. Can you believe we're on 679? No, I can't. It's crazy. I know. It goes wild. We got questions. We do. Yeah. Want to start with the first one? I do. How do I deal with the blah days when that's all I seem to be having lately? A blah day? I feel like I've never had a blah day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a blah day? Yeah. Yeah. One, one or two. Yesterday, I wouldn't even characterize yesterday as blah. I would characterize yesterday as like burn the house down, start over, move to an island. Yes. <laughs> I would have followed you this morning. Yeah. yeah. My day was yesterday. Sarah's is today. Um, I totally get it. Even, I mean, yesterday was, was far beyond blah, but I get that kind of feeling for me, blah is unmotivated, uninspired, low energy. What, what would you describe? Like when you have a blah day, what does that feel yeah, like? Yeah. Same. Just like nothing exciting. Yeah. Just yeah. going through the motions. Absolutely. So the question is, how do I deal with the blah days when it's all I seem to be having lately? Okay, I've got a few thoughts on this because this is something I'm really passionate about. Ultimately, we are our own mood maker, right? You are your mood maker. So if you are feeling blah, understand that you made yourself feel that way. It doesn't mean that things aren't happening outside, but your perspective is what determines your feeling in any given moment. So I'll use my really rotten, horrible, no good, very bad day yesterday. Um, Things happened legitimately. There were six or seven little things that happened that were external. But all of those things could have happened. If I had a different mindset, I would have reacted to them very coolly. Then what really like was the the straw that broke the camel's back, I go inside the house to go to the bathroom, right? Because we don't have a bathroom in the office. And one of the poor guys working on the house was like, hey, did you buy hardware for this French door? And I was like, no, I didn't order the French door. You ordered the French door. I, nobody told me it didn't come with like a doorknob. I don't know anything about this door or the appropriate size doorknob for it. No, I don't have hardware. And he was like, well, uh, we've got hardware for that slider over there, but uh, you don't need that slider and the hardware for the slider won't work on the French door. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't order that door either. And yet I paid for it. I don't have hardware. So I walk up the stairs and I was on the verge before, in fairness, right? Like, yeah. 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 I walk up the stairs. I go into the bathroom and I just start sobbing, like ugly cry, you know, can't catch my breath, whatever. But the reality was my perspective through all of those things was seriously this. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is frustrating. What's wrong with this? What's wrong with this person? Why did this happen? I can't believe it. Da, 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 da. So I made that mood because... Had my perspective been, it's a circus around here and it's going to feel amazing when we get to the other side of it and maybe I just need to go make myself a latte. What am, who am I kidding? I can't make myself anything here. <laughs> okay, scratch that. That wouldn't work. That's in my, my dream life where I have a kitchen and running water. Um, but had my perspective been a little bit more lighthearted, had my perspective been on gratitude, 
I wouldn't have sat on the toilet and sobbed. <laughs> I wouldn't have. We are our own mood makers. One of the powerful things that shifts my mood is gratitude, right? So when I was driving home later that day, I called my sister and uh, she said, how's your day? I'm like, well, I spent 20 minutes sobbing on the toilet. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of filled her in on what was going on. And she said, what's going really well right now? Oh, I know, right? Good Such sister. a good question. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I, I haven't wrecked my car please. yet. <laughs> you know? Um, but then I was like, no, seriously. Um, I told her, you know, I'm really loving this book that I'm reading. So that's good. Um, and I got done some things today that I needed to get done. And then even, so last night I was laying in bed, not sleeping, and I texted her and I said, I thought of something else that was really good. My baby's healthy, you know, and it just kind of, it shifted things. It doesn't mean that the circumstances don't happen and it doesn't mean that the circumstances are all wonderful, but we make our mood based on our perspective, Gratitude is a big one for me, focusing more on all the things that are right than all the things that are wrong. Because ultimately, we can, every single one of us, make a case on every day for what is wrong and what feels overwhelming. We can. And then we feel like everything's messed up and everything's hard and everything's too much. But we can also make a case in a very different way for what is right and what is good and what we're happy about. So that's the first thing, perspective. The second thing about blah days, and you know, Sarah, you and I were talking about this the other day. If you don't have something you're excited about in your life, you're in trouble, man. Yeah. But here's the beautiful thing. Get excited about something. Yeah. Like, it could be anything. Right. Get involved in something. Take a cooking class. Read a new book. Start a book club. Join a new gym. Start a new business. Anything. Do a home renovation project, not like a full demo, right? But like refinish a dresser yes. or a mirror right. or something like that. But we were talking about this the other day because I was sharing something I had heard about people who like make mountains out of molehills or who just always seem like things are messed up. They don't really have anything they're excited about in their life. And that doesn't mean, like, I'm excited about my work with Primal Potential. That doesn't mean that I don't have days where I'm like, I just want to stay in bed and watch Netflix, and I don't really want to do anything. And if I get another email, I'm going to rip my eyeballs out. But that's perspective. Because then I can go to, I choose to do this. And these are all the things I love about this. And these are two things I'm really excited to do. And here's the other thing. So I recently had a conversation um, with a guy who helps me with some marketing stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't feel really excited about the way we did this last thing. And I really want to feel excited about everything I do with Primal. So like, what could we do to, to rework it, to infuse it with life, to get excited about it? And I don't care if you're talking about your budget or you're talking about your fitness routine or you're talking about your job or your relationship. Redefine the terms. Just because you've been kind of going through the motions, Eeyore kind of life, thanks for noticing me, doesn't mean you can't redefine the terms. You can choose to get excited. Like I could go off on a soapbox for this for, for an hour, but the reality is get excited about something in your life. Either bring something new in your life or redefine the terms of something already in your life in a way that it gets you really excited. I can get excited about 
pulling the weeds from the from the grapevines, you know, if I choose to, if I put myself there, but I could also, with a different perspective, see it as a burden and see it as a frustration and see it as something that sucks. So it all comes back to perspective. But if you're feeling like all you have lately is blah days, change your perspective and change your circumstances. Invite something into your life that you're excited about or change the terms of something in your life so that you can be more excited about it. What do you think about that? I think that's an important question and an important thing to address. Yeah. Like when you feel blah, you you can change it. It's not just a state of being that you have to work through. Like you can change that. Yeah. And I can definitely think back of some days, maybe even like weeks that everything seems so mundane. Yeah. And that's tough. It's tough to get yourself out sometimes. But um, I remember thinking like, let me just find a moment of joy yeah. in each day. Let's just start with one and then yeah. hopefully that will multiply and focus on that. And yeah. you can multiply it, right? Because it can be getting outside. Like right now, the sun is shining. It feels so good to just like crisp fall air, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be a song that you love that you just blast while you're driving and that's a moment of joy. Or it could just be laughing with your nephews, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. There's so many that you can invite into your life and create. Agreed. Yeah. All right. This next question says, where did I lose my self-worth? Hmm. I don't think it's ever lost. And I say this from the perspective of, okay, so I had little to no self-worth for most of my life, right? Um, And those of you who have heard the episodes with my mom, and I know we mentioned them last weekend um, on the show, 204 and 497, I think. I said to her as an adult, you know, I didn't feel like I was good enough as a kid. And she said, well, you weren't. And so growing up in that environment, I just felt like a burden. My self-worth was there. It wasn't that I didn't have any. I just didn't feel it. It never left. I just wasn't cultivating it. I just wasn't focused on it. I just wasn't building it, right? It's kind of like we all innately have the ability to to walk or to read but it takes time and it takes practice and and for for different people it takes more time and it takes more practice but we never lost the ability we just didn't pour into it right every single one of us could learn to play the piano just because we can't doesn't mean we've lost the ability it's innate it's there. The potential is there, but we haven't really poured into it. So I had never made a case for my own self-worth. I had, however, made a case for my lack of self-worth. I had made a case for not being good enough, for all the reasons I didn't fit in, for all the reasons my mom didn't treat me the same way as my sister and all of that. So I don't believe that you did lose your self-worth if you're not feeling worthy then you're not making a case for why you are. You're not looking for all the reasons that you are. You're not doing that work. And that's really the work of personal development. Start to listen to some personal growth podcasts. Start to read some personal development books. It's not lost. You just need to pour more into it. I like this next question. (laughs) Kind of makes me laugh. How do I sort out my life? (laughs) Let me know. <laughs> Let know. me know. I mean, okay, seriously, how do I sort out my life? I think this hinges on how clear are you on what you want from your life, right? 
That is a really important stepping stone that a lot of people skip and then they have a rocky foundation because they're just kind of going with the flow and what happens happens. But what is it that you really want out of your life? What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your days to look like? And it's totally fine if that seems really far away. But let's start talking priorities. Let's start talking order of operations. Let's start talking about the lowest hanging fruit, things that could change. Because maybe you begin with something as basic as journaling. Maybe you begin with something as simple as gratitude. Maybe you begin with a, with a self-help book or a course or something like that. But I really believe that the most important first step is getting clear on what you want your life to look like. And that includes what you don't want your life to look like. Think about everything. Think about relationship. Think about career. Think about money. Think about perspective and mindset and mood and general disposition. That is where you start. What you do from there, the sky's the limit in terms of options. You could get a coach. You could read a book. You could start with tiny, tiny, tiny little tweaks. But you can't really get too far until you know what you want from your life. I need to I need to take that advice. That. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think of, think about how basic that is, right? Like if you're going to build a business and there's no argument that creating your life is way more substantial than creating your business, you're not going to create a business without knowing what you want it to look like. For me with Primal, I knew I didn't want to work one-on-one with clients every single day because I would be really limited, limited in time and limited in reach. But if I didn't know that, then then I wouldn't be designing a business that I wanted. And, and so we give a lot more thought to what we want our bedroom decor to be, what we want our business to be, then we do what we want our lives to be. And you don't have to take three days to do it. You don't have to sit in a hut with, you know, no electricity at a mountaintop to get clear on that. Start with just very clearly, what do I want my life to look like? What do I not want my life to look like? What do I want more of? What do I want less of? That's where I would have you start. I love that. Okay, this person says, I have experimented with fasting and IF for quite some time and find abstinence easier than moderation. I find a lifestyle of only eating once a day quite sustainable, but I'm not losing fat. I was wondering, does the golden rules of carbs mean that if I break my fast at dinner, that I should treat it as a fat loss breakfast? For example, little to no carbs after the long fast? Let's break down some terms. IF, intermittent fasting. So this person has done some fasting and some intermittent fasting, like periods of eating, periods of not eating in a day. Um, abstinence versus moderation. This person finds that it's easier to like not eat throughout the day than to eat moderately throughout the day. And they're, um, if you've ever heard the acronym OMAD, O-M-A-D, it stands for one meal a day, which for some reason is a big trend right now. I don't want to mince words here. I'm one person with one person's opinion, but I feel very strongly that for 90% of people, and probably 99.999% of women, one meal a day is a really lousy strategy. If you want to do it, do it, right? I'm, I'm like not the meal police, but it is not something I would recommend for anybody that I work with, even if abstinence is easier for you than moderation. I mean, there's a lot of things that are easier than the alternative, but easier doesn't necessarily mean better, okay? So let's get that really clear. Easier is not the same thing as better, Um, just so that nobody's 
kind of in the dark about why I feel that way, and I've talked about this on the show many, many times before, the challenge of getting the nutrients that your body needs for health and optimal function in one meal would require so much strategy. I mean, it would just require such a high level of careful calculations and making sure that you're getting the right amount of fat and the right different types of fat, right? That you're getting saturated fats and unsaturated fats and all of this different stuff that you're getting enough of all of your vitamins and minerals, that you're getting enough protein, that you're getting enough fiber. Doing that in one meal a day is an immense challenge, an immense challenge. Then for women hormonally, I don't think that over a long period of time, a 20 plus hour fasting window is a good thing. Now, every once in a while as a detox, sure. But let me just be really clear that it's not something that I think is a good idea. I don't think that it represents optimal health. I'm not telling you not to do it because it's your life and it's your body and you can do whatever you want to do. But if you're going to eat one meal a day, then I'm not going to give recommendations about something like the golden rules, which is really meant for um, eating throughout the day. Like I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting, but I think that If you're just doing one meal a day, you're just really limiting your ability to get the nutrients your body needs for optimal function. It has nothing to do with weight control. It is about health. It is about hormones. Um, Yeah. And I just, I, I, that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. How do I find energy when I'm mentally exhausted? You know why I love this question? It, it gives us a great opportunity to differentiate between solving a problem and responding to a problem, right? So oftentimes what happens, whether we're stressed or we're mentally exhausted or we're physically exhausted or anything else, we just want to cope, right? What's the best coping method here? But I really want to differentiate between solving the problem and coping with it or reacting to it. So it begins with, Why are you mentally exhausted? Instead of adding things so that you can power through and feel more energized, let's remove what's contributing to the mental exhaustion, even if that's merely perspective. And then you naturally have more energy because you have less exhaustion, you know? That's kind of, to me, the real smart lasting approach versus, okay, well, let's get up and move and let's drink more water and this, that, and the other thing. So... There's many things that contribute to mental exhaustion from stress to perspective. But ultimately, where I think you're going to be most effective is asking yourself what you can do about the cause of the mental exhaustion. And even when it's something like stress, I'll just use a random example here because I get lots of different mentally exhausting scenarios in my inbox all the time. Not mentally exhausting to me, but to the person who's who's experiencing it. Um, you're caring for a loved one who's who's ill and you're raising your kids and you're working. Like, yes, that can absolutely be something that is mentally exhausting. But we can also improve our improve our bandwidth, our stress resilience, if you will, in so many ways. And then we just feel less mentally exhausted. We're not trying to manufacture more energy with the same level of mental exhaustion. We're trying to decrease the level of mental exhaustion so there's just more room for energy. You know what I mean? It's just a difference in perspective there. So one thing is 
looking at the things that are, you're putting on your plate that are optional. And this is the first thing that I do when I start to feel overwhelmed is I look at my list and, and I'll use today as an example. So work-wise, on my list today are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 things. Guess, Sarah, just because you know kind of like my, my workflow and stuff like that, of those 14 things, I think I said 14, of those 14 things, how many of them absolutely had to get done today? 14. Zero. Oh. Yeah. Because like, for example, recording this with you, if it didn't happen today, it's not, it's not airing tonight. True. You know what I mean? I wanted it to get done today, but it didn't have to get done today. Um, working on Ascend stuff was another one. Ascend is right around the corner, but if it doesn't happen that I get a block of time to work on Ascend today, like, that's okay, right? Um, I had to follow up uh, with a former sponsor. Well, if that didn't happen today, no big deal. I had to um, cancel a couple of things. I had to respond to emails, different things like that. Absolutely zero of the things on my work list are 100% essential. Now, sometimes there's one or two, but never are there just one or two things on my list. And, and I wouldn't want there to be two because then I'd never get ahead and I'd always be chasing my tail and I'd be working under more pressure. But oftentimes, a lot of the things that we're holding ourselves accountable to don't have to get done today. Like for you with signs, right? I know right now you really want to get to a better place. Sarah paints these beautiful signs and she she has two big things coming up that she really wants to get good inventory for. And I know you felt like overwhelmed by a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But is anything going to catastrophically change in your life if tomorrow morning you have zero more signs than you do right now? No. Right. And honestly, that's true on any day right? Even though you want to and your life is easier if you do and you would maybe feel less pressure if you did, most of the things on our list are not essential. And so many times our mental exhaustion comes from standards we've set. Now, I have meetings that I have to go to, but look, if I canceled them, is the world going to end? No, I could move them. People might not like it. It might not be like well accepted, but if it needs to happen, it can happen and that's fine. Even with, so when we had to go to Germany for a, for a family emergency, if we didn't go, we wouldn't have been happy. Maybe we would have gone the next day. Maybe we would have gone the next week. But the pressure that we put on ourselves, you know, to get a flight for that night is entirely self-imposed. It was what we wanted, right? We wanted to make sure we could get there as fast as we could, and even the, the, the stress and the pressure of like somebody in your family dealing with a, a, a life-threatening illness, we can change our perspective to take so much of the stress and pressure off of ourselves. Many of us just haven't really looked at it that way. When I started looking at my days that way, like, okay, so I'm freaking out because there's still 14 things left on my list and it's already 1244, you know, there are things I put on there because I wanted them to get done. And what really absolutely something catastrophic is going to happen if this doesn't get done, that number of things is always manageable. It's always manageable. And that can be a game changer. 
right now there's a lot of mental exhaustion in my world coming from like the home renovation and this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, I can also think back to when I visited Ghana in Africa and my living conditions now, though they are so far from what I want them to be, they're also infinitely better than what a lot of the world lives with. And when you take that perspective, you just create more margin and more bandwidth for yourself. So again, that's another one that I could go on and on and on on about, but that's, that's kind of what I think. Mm-hmm. All right. This person says, I struggle with myself in a big way and not sure if there can be anything to overcome it. I've read so much information. It's great. It all works. I'm mostly sure. But at the end of the day, with so many failed attempts, I have little motivation, struggle to carve out time to exercise and bothering to look after myself. I only have two kids and I just don't know how to juggle it. I still cling to the dream that it's attainable to get fit and healthy again, but it's wearing thin and I just don't know what can inspire me anymore. I'm not completely ready to give up, but I'm pretty much there. I think I want someone to take my hand and do everything for me because I'm tired of trying and failing so much and having no energy or drive anymore. I feel pathetic as I write this, but maybe there are some pearls of wisdom I'm overlooking. Ultimately, it's only me that's stopping me, I know, and that's the problem. I've been there. I've totally been there. In the, like, I don't even want to try anymore because trying is exhausting. But in terms of things you might be overlooking, not trying is also really freaking exhausting, you know? Um, Not loving the life you're living is really draining. And having kind of experienced both sides of the coin, I will tell you that for me, it is way more draining to not live a life you love and not feel great about the choices you're making than the alternative, you know? Um, The other piece of it is so much, it's like a cart before the horse thing, like which came first, the chicken or the egg? Are you struggling because you have no motivation and no drive and no energy and you don't know how to juggle it at all? Or Do you feel all of those things because you're not doing the basic self-care things? And I'll, I'll give you an example. I really felt so exhausted all the time as a 350 plus pound woman. I was dead tired to the world. I was always sad. I was never motivated. And to me, that was the reason that I couldn't eat better, right? Like, I just don't have the drive. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy to get to the gym. I barely can get myself to work every day. I felt that way because I wasn't eating well. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, It wasn't, it, it was really my misunderstanding of it. And I noticed this too, like in the first four to five months of my pregnancy, when basically all I ate was carbohydrates. That was a huge part of the reason that I felt so bad. You know, like I wasn't, I wasn't eating well because I felt so bad. But at the same time, part of the reason I felt so bad was that I wasn't eating well. And I feel that now when I don't eat well and when I don't take care of myself, my mood is down, my energy is down. So instead of looking at it as I can't do these things because I don't have the motivation. I have to do these things so that I have the motivation, so that I have the energy, right? And I'm not saying you need to carve out time to go to the gym. Don't. I don't care if you never work out in your life. Honestly, I think it's really good for you. But you have time to eat. 
You're eating every day. I'm sure of it. I would bet a million dollars that you're finding time to eat every day and it takes no extra time to just eat different things. You do not have to be a gourmet chef. You do not have to spend an hour a day in the kitchen. You don't have to meal plan for 20 minutes every week. You don't have to do any of that. You already have the time to eat. And it's just about slowly, gradually making some better choices. When people say like, I just kind of want to give up on myself or I just might as well stop trying, I'm like, you have one life. And you can choose to stop trying. But I pray that you never will because you have one life. And also in this situation, because you're setting the example for two kids. I'm telling you right now that your motivation and your drive and your energy will go up dramatically when you start taking care of yourself. And I'm telling you right now that you don't need more time in your day to do that. You don't. You do not need more time in your day to do that. And it's fine to feel pathetic and it's fine to feel low energy and it's fine to feel like a failure and do it anyway. I would say this, read Chasing Cupcakes because I talk really clearly about that you can feel those things and have them not impact the choices you're making and that might give you um, a good starting point for for making some changes. And I know that sounds tough and harsh, but I also think it's tough and harsh to like live a life that you hate, you know? Yeah. It's just not, it's not... It's not an all or nothing proposition. We're not saying that you have to wake up tomorrow and like be, you know, this healthy bombshell that goes to the gym every day, but start making a gradual improvement. And this really is about perspective. Are you going to use your energy to convince yourself of all the reasons you don't want to do do this? Or are you going to use your energy to convince yourself of all the reasons you do want to do this? The outcome is going to be wildly different based on which choice you make. And it's not a set it and forget it thing. It's not we have this perspective once and then we have it forever. We choose it again and again and again. We all have days where we're like, I don't care, who cares? But we don't stay there, right? We can choose a different perspective in any day, in any moment. And for this individual, I sure hope you do. Me too. You know, because life's short. I know. And it can be great. Absolutely. And think about how much you're going to enjoy life more if you just stop convincing yourself to stop trying. Right. Anyway, we have another winner today. Yes. But the winner today is not, so we have a show sponsor and we have a winner and they're not necessarily together because today's show sponsor is a guy, no, they got that backwards. Today's show sponsor is not a guy, it's a company, but today's winner is a guy. So what I wanted to give this particular gentleman who's been um, sharing some cool primal potential stuff on Instagram is a bottle of um, my favorite probiotic. Yes. So at Russ underscore Tar Heel, that's the Instagram handle, email Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at primalpotential.com within 60 days from today, and we will get your probiotics out in the mail. But we also have a sponsor, and I actually want to talk to you about this because you're like me in that you don't want to like spend a lot of money if you don't have to spend a lot of money. True. And... I did this last year and I'm doing it again this year and I don't really even feel bad about it. Um, Fabletics as gifts for people. Oh, I think that's great. Right, because it's just very, very wide appeal, Mm -hmm. right? Fabletics is an active wear company 
And when you're new to Fabletics, you can get two pairs of leggings that are normally 50 or 60 bucks for a total of $24. So you get to give a gift that you paid $12 for that has like a 50 or $60 value. That's awesome. I know. And I know some people aren't legging people. I wasn't for a really, really long time. And then you get pregnant and then that's all you wear. Um, but they have these cute joggers. And the thing I love about their joggers is, you know, I like to be comfortable all the time. Yes. But it's easy to look kind of like frumpy and sloppy in sweatpants. Mm -hmm. But their joggers make you look like cute and pulled together. And yet you're as comfortable as if you looked really slovenly. I need to check these out. I haven't seen them yet. They're jo they have a bunch of different kinds of joggers. Um, but the, the leggings that I like best, both are high-waisted, but they're not all. Are you high-waisted leggings or no? Yeah, I am. They have like mid-rise, and I think they even have some low-rise. Um, but I basically think if you if you wear low-rise leggings, you must not work out. It's <laughs> like, how does that work? Um, unless maybe you're Kim Kardashian, and it's, there's no way it's going to go over that hump. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just a guess. <laughs> just a guess. I have a big butt. But even with that, like low-rise leggings would be a no bueno for like just, box jumps. Yeah. I feel like high-waisted just tucks you in more too, which is yeah. what I want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I love the high-waisted power hold. I have those in like every single color but also um the trinity high-waisted pocket i really like for like carrying keys or a credit card or something like that so check out fabletics.com forward slash primal potential if you haven't yet do it for the holiday season even if you're a guy you can get some really really great deals um and uh i just really highly recommend it because i love 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 their leggings and i think they make a really awesome holiday gift fabletics.com forward slash primal potential and i'll link to that in the show notes i already asked you because we recorded two episodes in one day what you were doing for the weekend so i'm gonna ask you a different question okay what are you excited about right now store opening yeah yeah Will you talk about that for a second? Yes. So I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, but um, me and five other artists who are local here to Cape Cod are sharing a space in a like a retail shopping center, um, and we're going to offer all of our different products. So this is the first time I've had like a retail brick and mortar store. It's a huge step. Yeah. Like I'm massive. super excited. And I just love the whole process, like decorating in there and yeah. getting to talk to people and yeah. So... That's awesome. And it's opening this weekend. I can't even wrap my mind around that. I'm so excited. I, can't, I know you've seen it and been in there a couple times, but um, I want you to, uh, yeah, come shop and hang I out. I know. I know. I'm, I'm really, really, really pumped for that. I've been thinking about it nonstop. But yeah, I, I love that question. Yeah. I think more people should ask that question. I'm going to ask you, and I think I know one thing, but I, I want to hear what your do you answer. Think, uh, what do you think is one thing I'm excited about? Baby. Baby. I know. I know. I actually, I haven't shared a, a pregnancy update in a while. Oh. Um, so for the people who are interested, um, gosh, when this airs, I'll be like six and a half closer to seven months pregnant. That's just crazy. I know. That's so <laughs> bonkers. And I, I have been feeling better um, in that the, the nausea is not as persistent. The heartburn is real, mm. um, like real, real. And I still, I don't understand how I ever liked vegetables. Yeah, which is mind-boggling to me because I'm a veggie girl. You are. Like, yeah. I'm a veggie and meat girl, and I have a really hard time with protein and a really hard time with veggies. But an interesting thing motivated me a few weeks ago. Um, babies' taste buds are developing. Oh. And so they say that, like, the more different flavors they're exposed to – uh, during pregnancy, then the more adventurous they'll be or the more accepting they'll be of new foods. That's amazing. I know, right? So 
so I'll be the first one to say my eating has been absolutely the opposite of stellar during this pregnancy, but I have been very consistent in like forcing myself, even if it gives me heartburn, even if I feel sick, even if it makes me want to gag, um, which is not easy to eat at least two different vegetables every day. And they can't be the same from the day before because hmm. I just want to, you know, um, exposure to things. But it's crazy because I love Brussels sprouts. They're like my favorite thing in the world. And I got some the other day because I don't have a kitchen. So I ha- it's all dependent on like what I can get at a restaurant or Whole Foods or something that's prepared. Um, and I can't heat anything up. We don't have any means for that. So I got some Brussels sprouts. No go. No. I was like, how have I ever liked these? So I'm eager for my palate to return to normal. I'm I'm sure that happens. But um, yeah, it's really challenging. I bet. It's really challenging. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited about the baby. Um, I'm most excited. This will be passed by the time this episode airs. But rumor is that when I get back from my California trip, that the trim will be up in the nursery and the crib will be set up in the dresser. (laughs) And that just like, that makes me really happy. I love that you're excited about trim. (laughs) Well, because right now, like we can't put anything in there because the trim isn't up yet. Yeah. I don't care as much about the trim as I do about like moving things in there. And uh, rumor has it, you can stay on top of them while I'm away and make sure that like, I don't come home disappointed. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Okay. That would be no fun. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm excited about. Love it. All right. If you guys have questions or want to hear our opinion on anything, go to primalpotential.com forward slash inbox. You can submit them there or you can see things we talked about today, Fabletics, um, things like that in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 679. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.